Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. The Gargoyle. Continuing on with my coverage of the 2017 Chattanooga Film Festival, tonight's episode is about Jungle Trap, presented by Bleeding Skull. The CFF program description for Jungle Trap was... Exploitation demigod James Bryant's decapitation-fueled, shot-on-video masterpiece about a jungle hotel haunted by kill-crazy ghosts in loincloths, made in 1990 and unreleased until this very moment. Beginning his career in the 70s, Brian moved from adult movies to action epics like Lady Street Fighter to drive-in horror ragers like Don't Go in the Woods. But the straight-to-video distribution market was evaporating, a realization he had only after he'd completed photography on Jungle Trap. The few remaining distributors were not adventurous enough to handle the project. Heartbroken, Brian shelved the movie and never directed again. We were shocked that he had an entirely unseen feature just waiting to be pieced together. We watched it and confirmed that all the parts were there, and they were unbelievable. We hired an editor to assemble the movie, as well as cover a final reconstructing and mastering of the audio. Also, a new score was recorded by Taken by Savages, using 80 synthesizers and perfectly emulating the era sound. In its raw state, the movie was hugely entertaining, but it's a monumental video-era triumph in its long-delayed final form. It was not only James Bryan's final directorial effort to date, but his last contribution with the mighty Rene Harmon. The duo spent decades together in the exploitation trenches, and Jungle Trap ranks among their best work. Seriously. The description in the CFF program was written by Zach Carlson of Bleeding Skull, and it gives about as comprehensive of a description as you could ask for. The only thing that was left out that he talked about when introing the movie is that Bleeding Skull stumbled across this when they were on a search for a different film by this director. A friend of theirs had bought a car and there were copies of a movie, Run Coyote Run, in the trunk. And they sought out the director uh, to try to find the original reels of the film so that they could restore it. But during the process, they found an old box that said Jungle Trap, which the director had all but given up on. So, similar to my reviews of The Dragon Lives Again and The Zodiac Killer, the backstory on Jungle Trap is part of what I love so much about this movie. Knowing more about it just it, it just gives me a deeper appreciation. It isn't just watching a movie, it's watching one piece of a much larger story. When we talked about Jungle Trap on Mass Hysteria, we focused more on the backstory of it than the actual movie. Even the description in the CFF program focuses more on the backstory than it does the actual movie. So it's pretty undeniable that knowing more about this film greatly contributes to the actual appreciation of it. And once again, that's part of why I love the Chat Film Fest. Not only is it a chance to see movies that I might not have a chance to see otherwise, whether it's because I'm unfamiliar with it or because, like Jungle Trap, the director had given up hope on it ever being completed and released, but because you do have special guests who are there to help bring the movie to life and make it an overall experience, rather than just watching a movie. Like I said in my review for The Dragon Lives Again and The Zodiac Killer, so far I have absolutely loved everything that I've seen from Bleeding Skull and Agfa. I love genre films, I love low-budget movies, I love movies that were shot directly on VHS, B-movies, cult favorites, you know, all of these films that are generally underappreciated, I, I just I have such a strong love for. Now, in the past, I have been guilty of describing movies like these as, quote, bad movies, but I don't mean that in the sense of the quality of the heart of the film, but rather the low-budget genre films that, if most people were to categorize them, such as action, drama, comedy, and so on, 
they would put it in the, quote, bad movie category. Admittedly, this is a pretty lazy way to describe a movie that doesn't have a big budget or a lot of marketing behind it. And again, even though I've used that term before, it just doesn't do justice to all of the amazing movies that most people would put under that umbrella. Now, there are certainly things about Jungle Trap that are pretty laughable, but like I said about Dragon Lives Again and the Zodiac Killer, for me, the laughter is just a giddy and genuine appreciation of the film, and not mocking the film. So, that's my take on Jungle Trap. Or, more accurately, that's my take on my experience of Jungle Trap, presented by Bleeding Skull. A movie that the director poured his heart into, never thought that it would see the light of day, and was brought back to life by the work of Bleeding Skull. Yes, there was a plot to the movie, but again, for me, the story behind the movie exponentially increases my enjoyment of it. As Zach Carlson would say, this isn't a bad movie, it's a best movie. So get out there and enjoy some of these best movies with a group of your friends. Uh, if you enjoyed this review, you can find all my other reviews, con coverage, and just general geekery at gargoylereviews.blogspot.com. And, like I said in the first episode of my CFF coverage, I saw 21 feature films, short films, partial films, or live shows at the Chat Film Fest. So be sure to check back soon for more of my CFF coverage. In the meantime, be sure to follow me on Twitter at gargoylereviews, on Facebook slash The Gargoyle, uh, or on iTunes or Google Play. Just do a search for The Gargoyle. So, until next time... That's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, and as always, you can find me where geekery abounds.